This is Barry Zalma speaking for Claim School Incorporated with another true crime of insurance fraud story. This one, number 40, called The Magic Wall. A story that came from my 54 years of experience in claims as both an adjuster and as an insurance lawyer. In February of 1994, Los Angeles County and those communities with damage from the Northridge earthquake of January 17, 1994, announced they would waive permit fees for earthquake repairs. The announcement gave Wallace Houston an idea to profit from the disaster. Wallace, who was seldom cordial and often nasty to his neighbors, always wanted a seven-foot wall around his home in Agoura. He had been fortunate in the earthquake. His house was intact. He did not even find a crack in the stucco. After the announcement, he took out a free permit to rebuild a non-existent earthquake-damaged wall. The Department of Building and Safety swamped with work and anxious earthquake vis victims issued the permit without question. They checked no records. They did not inspect the property. Wallace, a construction worker by trade, hired three day laborers off a street corner in Van Nuys next to the Home Depot. In broken high school Spanish and sign language, he explained that they were to dig a footing three feet wide by four feet deep for his new wall. In two days, they dug the trench for the footing, installed a steel cage to stiffen the concrete and wooden planks placed to hold the concrete. Wallace needed approval from a city inspector before he could pour the concrete for the footing. Three weeks after his call for inspection, the department came out and approved the footings. Houston was about to call for delivery of the concrete when it started to rain. As rare as rain is in Southern California, the year of the earthquake was a wet one. The ground refused to dry. The rain would stop for a day or two, but not long enough to allow to gr the ground to dry sufficiently to pour concrete safely. Wallace was frustrated. His footing became unstable. When the footing was dry, it was no longer level. Wallace gathered more laborers and started again. Money became short when it began to rain for the 40th day and 40th night. Houston was upset. Wallace could not build his great wall of privacy. He needed money. While looking out at the rain falling in his yard, a flash of lightning came just as a tree sapling in his neighbor's yard fell over into Wallace's yard. The flash showed Wallace more than the falling tree. It showed him a source of funding, his homeowner's insurance policy. The next morning, Wallace called his homeowner's insurance agent. My block wall was blown down in the storm last night, he said. I'm sorry, Wallace. I'll call your insurer, and they'll have an adjuster out to check it right away. Tell them Wallace responded that it was dangerous, and I hired some Mexicans to clean up the mess. I've got receipts from Jose and Reynaldo. 
That should be sufficient, the broker said, but be sure you have enough evidence for the adjuster to see. Two days later, the adjuster, a 24-year-old woman with two years' experience in claims, visited the Houston home. She took photographs of the fallen tree, the footings Wallace had dug, and the 10 or 12 concrete blocks Wallace had strewn about the yard as evidence of the fall. You really didn't have to come out, Miss Wallace said. I already have a bid from a contractor to rebuild the wall. Thank you, sir, the adjuster replied. It is our company's policy to give personal service. I'm obligated to see the damage. I appreciate your prompt action, Ms. Wildpies, Wallace oozed. It was a traumatic experience to see that wall fall in the gale last night. I survived the earthquake without a crack. I thought it would stand forever. Tell me what you saw. While I was sitting in my family room watching the rain around midnight last Tuesday, the wind was blowing and it was pouring down sheets of rain. There was a flash of lightning and I saw the tree lean over on its side and fall to the ground. Then I heard a loud rumble and turned on my porch light to find the entire wall in pieces in my yard. Where were all the blocks, she asked. It seemed dangerous leaning there, so I hired some guys off the street to haul it away. It only cost $200. What do you think caused the wall to fall? I think all the rain we had made the soil soft and unable to hold the wall. Then, when the high winds came, it blew the wall down. It must have been blowing a 60-mile-per-hour gale. It must have been frightening, Ms. Wildpies said. It surely was, Ms. Wildpies, Wallace responded. I haven't been that scared since I served in Quezon, South Vietnam. Of course, he didn't tell her, because it wasn't relevant, that his service consisted of changing spark plugs in jeeps, tanks, and trucks in the motor pool. But it was over quickly. I hope you can finish our investigation quickly, too, Ms. Wildpie said, but... I need some additional information before I can close your claim. Well, I'll give you anything you need, Wallace replied. Not from you, sir. You have been very cooperative. I need the help of an engineer to advise me since you're not sure how the wall fell. But I am sure it was the wind. If it was the wind, you have coverage for the loss. If it was the rain and mud, there may be a problem. I know a very good civil engineer. I'll send him by in the next few days, and I'm sure everything will work out. Dropping her camera in a purse bigger than a briefcase, Ms. Wildpies left Wallace confused but confident he could get the money he needed to build his wall from this innocent young lady. Young she was. Innocent she was not. Ms. Wildpies was not innocent. In two short years, she had successfully investigated and adjusted 300 property claims, including 100 severe earthquake losses. She had attended 32 hours of classroom lectures by members of her company's Special Fraud Investigation Unit. She had reported 20 claimants to the State Insurance Department Fraud Division, 
and scene two prosecuted by the district attorney. Wild Pies was a graduate of Cal Poly Pomona with a B.S. in engineering. She could not understand how a steel reinforced block wall could be blown over in a windstorm and leave nothing but a trench and steel rebar. A curious woman, Ms. Wild Pies went directly to, from Houston's house to the Department of Building and Safety. She collected the permit application that stated the block wall was destroyed in the January 17, 1994 earthquake. This caused her to be suspicious enough to retain an engineer and report the claim as a potential fraud to the company's SIU, or Special Fraud Investigative Unit. An investigator was assigned. He interviewed Wallace's neighbors who reported the wall did not exist. It had never been built. Each neighbor he spoke to about it became angrier than the next. Wallace has always been and no is a fraud, said his next door neighbor, Mrs. Hannity. He's trying to cheat you, young man, just like he cheated us. The SIU investigator took down the information carefully. He unlike Mrs. Hannadon, was not ready to call Wallace a fraud. The SIU investigator, an ex-CHP officer with more than 30 years' experience, knew that hatred sometimes caused false accusations. He knew he needed corroboration of the statements made by the neighbors. John Pincherello, because of his 20 years with the CHP, knew that surveying companies took aerial photographs of all of Southern California at least once a year. He instructed Ms. Wild Pies to obtain copies of the aerial photographs of Wallace's house. The next morning, he was at the Department of Building and Safety at 6 a.m. to meet Inspector I.M. Acute, who had inspected the footings at the Houston house. I was there about two weeks before the date of your claim, Acute reported. There was no wall there, only the steel and frame for a footing. If a wall fell over, he built it real quick. The next day, the photographs came in, one taken fortuitously only two days before the fateful storm. It was clear there was no wall. The SINC... Investigator Pincherello took a recorded statement from Wallace without explaining his suspicions. He made it clear the statement was a necessary formality. No problem, Wallace said to the investigator. I'm always happy to cooperate. Tell me about the wall. When was it built? I don't know, Wallace replied. It was here when I bought the house 16 years ago. That statement was all Pincherello needed. However, because he was experienced and slightly curious, the interview continued for 30 minutes more. He obtained copious detail about Wallace and the wall. The statement was transcribed, and Wallace, still believing he had succeeded in defrauding his insurer into building him a new wall, signed the transcript without modification under penalty of perjury. In the return mail, Pincherello advised Wallace that the claim he had presented was denied because it had been presented with knowledge that it was false 
and frightened. Wallace was outraged. How dared they destroy his well-thought-out plan to get a free wall? He ranted and raved. He spoke to a lawyer and was seriously considering retaining him to sue his insurer for bad faith. He knew they would rather pay than fight. Before he could sign the lawyer up at 6 a.m., he was awakened by a loud knock at the door. Three agents of the Fraud Division, California Department of Insurance, put Wallace under arrest and escorted him out of his house in handcuffs. KCBS Channel 2 and KTLA Channel 5 broadcast the arrests live during their early morning shows. The easy money fraud had failed. His insurance policy was canceled. Within two years, Wallace pleaded guilty to one count of insurance fraud and was placed on probation for three years. A year later, after the ground dried, he built the wall. He is still searching for a homeowner's insurer willing to insure him. This video was adapted from my book, Insurance Fraud Costs Everyone, which is available as a paperback and as a Kindle book from Amazon.com and explains some of the detail contained in my book, Insurance Fraud, second edition, which is also now available as a Kindle book, a paperback, and as a hardcover from Amazon.com. Thank you for your attention.